is how do you keep that flicker of enthusiasm, of passion for the marriage itself going? And really, it's simpler than you than you may think. It's like it means you do the little things that please your spouse because those things add up to the long-term goal. More than IQ, more than financial stability, grit can predict future success, including in your marriage. Dr. Noel Nelson explains. Stay tuned. After 25 years working with private clients, Dr. Karen Sherman realized that with all the stress that couples face, many just can't get to a professional for the help they need. For many, it's just too costly, which is why Karen has created a new membership site for committed couples. Each month, she'll tackle a specific topic, publish new teaching videos, and the best part? Hold a monthly call where you can ask her your questions directly. All of this and much more is available for just $9.99 per month. Pretty amazing. Visit MakeYourMarriageWorkNow.com for more details. That's MakeYourMarriageWorkNow.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com, and I am with the lovely and the sage Dr. Noel Nelson. How are you today, Noel? I'm well. Thank you, Steve. Um, so, Noel, for those tuning in for the first time, is a relationship expert, a popular speaker, author, um, pretty much like a Wonder Woman. Um, and today she's going to help us with our marriage um, and specifically the impact of grit on your marriage. Uh, and, you know, this might sound awful, like, what you'd use to sandblast a house, uh, you know, those small little bits of gravel or stone, um, or what it takes to be a true Marine, mental toughness and courage. Um, I, to get this going, Noelle, are you saying we should treat our marriage like a boot camp? Oh, I think not. Um, that, oh, that sounds just awful. No, <clears throat> the grit I'm referring to is what research scientist and psychologist Angela Duckworth studies. <clears throat> Excuse me. And her definition is very specific. She says, grit is passion and perseverance for very long-term goals. Mm. Grit, in other words, is having stamina. <laughs> it's sticking with your future day in, day out, and not just for the week, not just for the month, but for years, and working really hard to make that future reality. So grit, according to Dr. Duckworth, is living life like it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm. So she gives examples, which I love, Steve. Grit literally predicts who will survive the arduous first summer of training at West Point, it predicts who will reach the final rounds of the National Spelling Bee. Uh It predicts retention in the U.S. Special Forces. And yes, I'm getting to what is most important to us today, but these are just fun things. Grit predicts retention and performance among novice teachers. It predicts graduation from Chicago public high schools. And grit predicts these achievements better than IQ tests, SATs, standard achievement test scores, or even physical fitness. 
Grit also predicts who will be the most successful salesperson. And finally, culminating point of our discussion, Grit predicts who will and won't divorce. That is fascinating. That amazing? That is amazing. Yeah. So and- it's namely the more grit people have, the more passion and perseverance for a long-term goal, the less likely they are to divorce. So before we go any further, I want to mention that um, this uh, Angela uh, Duckworth has a TED Talk that's up. Um, and for those who aren't familiar with TED Talks, uh, become familiar because they're amazing. They're essentially short uh, explorations of ideas and thoughts um, consolidated into these like very engaging consumable videos. Um, and so I will put usually a, by the pe- by the top people in their field. Yes, exactly. Um, and yeah. so I will put a link up to that uh, uh, on our podcast page, so you guys can check it out. Um, and I apologize in advance if you then spend the next like four hours watching TED videos, but I, I just want to throw, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to throw that warning out there for you. Um, okay, so Noel, so uh, grits. Um, can predict who is less likely to divorce. Uh, that is so interesting. Can you can you break that down for us? How that works? Sure, sure. Let's take the basic definition. Okay, grit being passion and perseverance for very long term goals. Okie doke. Passion in this case doesn't mean sexual chemistry, although. Lord knows that certainly helps. But passion here means enthusiasm for the marriage itself, a deep commitment to the success of the relationship called marriage itself, not just to the person, your spouse. So we're used to passion being something you feel for a person. But here, having grit would be having that same inspired, dynamic enthusiasm for your marriage as its own entity, as you hopefully do for your spouse. Mm, okay. So, so how do you get passion going for the marriage itself? Well, you do a little soul searching. And I think a lot of us have done this, but on a more unconscious level, you mm-hmm. know, not, not really done it proactively. So you ask yourself, what does the marriage mean to you? What place does it have in your life? What, what would your life be like without the marriage itself? And how does it impact your personal well-being? How does it contribute to your your joy, uh, your expansion, your, your personal growth, if you will? So what are the positive ways in which the marriage challenges you? Because if you think about it, it's really different being married as opposed to dating. We all know this instinctively. But it's because you're with this person for the long haul. And so you don't – it's not just – let's smell the roses together. Mm-hmm. It's let's achieve goals together. Let's grow each as individuals yet together. Let's help each other do that. Let's point out each other's, I don't want to say flaws, but you know, inconsistencies, stuff that doesn't seem to fit, those sorts of things, the, the challenges, if you will. So it, it all comes about down to really looking at what does the marriage mean to you in a positive sense? And that's how you can find the passion for it. I think that's interesting that you compared it to the to dating um, because I think if there was to be one distinction uh, – and I, I think about this because my wife and I were together for almost a decade before we finally got married. And there 
there wasn't a lot of difference between our dating life and when we got married. Um, and even for me, like, I don't feel like there's a big mental switch, but I will say that, uh, the commitment of marriage, uh, puts into a, a a new category of of longevity to the relationship that um you you do there's it's solidified you're in it for the long game um not that there wasn't perhaps that commitment when people are dating uh but when you have that commitment to the long game you're right you you then start planning on okay what are our goals for 20 years down the road and finding those pat that that passion to get you to those points and and as you pointed out picking out the flaws because you do want to improve and you want to challenge each other to do those things so i think that's a and great... it is safe to do that in a marriage in a good marriage it is safe to challenge one another whereas in a dating situation it can be iffy and in a bad marriage of course it's not possible that's so true i mean we talk about this with um like couple sex lives is one of the things that a marriage provides you is the opportunity to explore your sexuality in a way that you may not have been comfortable with um, because you didn't have that safety net of, you know, if I, you know, do something that you're going to leave me because you think I'm a weirdo. Like there's a commitment there that allows you to do those things. So I think that's a great point. Um, so th- we, we've talked about the passion part. How does the perseverance aspect um, play into this? Is that just suck it up no matter what happens and, and keep keep moving forward? No, then we'd be back to boot camp. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think, you know, sergeant mentality with your spouse is really helpful. Uh, anyway, uh, certainly sucking it up can be a useful trait, but what we're really talking about, uh, if we're using uh, Angela Duckworth's definition, is persevering toward a long-term goal. And in this case, the goal is a happy, fulfilling marriage. That is what you're persevering toward. And people often don't even think about that. They think of the goals in a marriage as being we want to buy a house together or we want to plan for a really nice retirement or we want to be able to send the kids to college. They don't necessarily think of the ultimate goal, which is to have a happy, fulfilling marriage. So if you're looking at that as your long-term goal that you're persevering toward, it means that when you have a fight, you make a deliberate effort to fight fair. Because in the larger scheme of things, you are not going to get to a happy, fulfilling marriage by fighting dirty. And that's just obvious, right? And then it means that you forgive and forget once you've worked out your differences on any given issue, rather than hang on and bear a grudge. Why? Because if you make your long-term goal of a happy, fulfilling marriage more important than the momentary satisfaction of throwing some old conflict in your spouse's face, why then you have a good chance of getting to that happy, fulfilling marriage. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's interesting because what I love about grit in particular, and, and you pointed out at the very top, and Angela Duckworth talks about this in her TED Talk, is it doesn't require it, – it's not about who has the most IQ, the highest IQ. It's not about who has um, – any kind of special special physical abilities, and in in her talk, she talks about um, you know there are people with uh, exceptional talent that don't succeed um, because right. they lack that grit. And I think the same. I, I love that because um, anybody 
could demonstrate grit. It just yes. takes it, it just takes you doing it. Um and and we were talking off air. Um I can say that pretty much everything that I have uh I I can attribute at least in some part to the grit that I demonstrate because I was never I mean I I I, I did sports in college and I was never, not even close to being one of the best athletes, um, in any facet from the time I was, you know, a young kid. But I, I stuck with everything and I ground people down to the point where they didn't want to compete anymore. And that was the, the, the trick to my success there. And, and my work life kind of the same thing. And, and, and hitched is like a, a, another example of that. I mean, we launched right when all these publications were crashing around us and I was like, that's not going to happen to us. I don't care what happens. I'm sticking with this. And, you know, and here we are, we're going to be celebrating eight years in, in August. So I, I, I just. And eight successful years, even better. Why, thank you. Uh, I would like to think so. Um, and, and I just feel like it, it's one of those things that you can just make your mind up on and do it. It doesn't, you don't, you don't need anything special other than, as you were describing, that, that passion and perseverance to, to make it that a priority. And, and mm-hmm. you, you were saying the same thing about this, your success as well, about how it was, you oh, weren't, you weren't going to let other things stop you from achieving the goals that you had set out for yourself. You have no idea the stuff that I heard when I first started out because I, uh, one of my, if you will, primary uh, bread and butter jobs is as a trial consultant, meaning I'm working with uh, the guys and gals who do get out in court all day long and mostly men. And I started out in my 20s. I was a blonde, young woman consulting to these guys. And if I hadn't had enthusiasm for the job and stuck it out, I can't tell you how many trial consultants I watched fall by the wayside because they just just wouldn't stick it out. And I did. And and I've you know, been very lucky and blessed and fortunate, but I know that I would say a good 85 to 90% of my success isn't my brains, which aren't any better than any other trial consultants or my skills or anything else. It's the fact that I absolutely love what I do and I've stuck with it for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And I think that, yeah. you know, you just touched on a very key part too that I think applies directly to marriage, which is you loved what you were doing. And I would say that I mm-hmm. love the sports that I was participating in. I, I, I love Hitched. It's my, it's my baby, right? Um, mm. and, and you love what you do. And I think that's the thing, that's the key about grit is it's, it's that passion that you have found that you love that, that allows you to stick with it. And, and it's that, that little inner flame that continues to flicker when things seem dim a little bit. Um, and I, I think that's what people need to remember within their marriages, uh, it there's that long game that we were talking about and and let me bring this round then if i may queuing off what you just said is how do you keep that flicker of enthusiasm of passion for the marriage itself going and really it's simpler than you than you may think it's like it means you do the little things that please your spouse mm-hmm. because those things add up to the long term goal of happy marriage it means you never take your spouse for granted it means you appreciate what your spouse does for you and you let them know it. And why? Once again, it's because not that you want the ego stroke of being a good spouse. I mean, that's nice, but 
not to get something from them, you probably will, but that's not really the point. Mm -hmm. It's because you're keeping that more important goal, that long-term goal in mind. Happy marriage now, today, tomorrow, and 50 years. Yeah. And I love the visual of uh, the the fire, the flame, and you're right because you could throw a giant log on it, a big gesture, um, mm-hmm. but it, guess what? It's still the same fire, and if you throw just a couple twigs on it every day, that flame's going to burn e- equally as well. And Absolutely. It, if It's when you stop throwing those little twigs on it over the course of like a day, a week, a month, a year that – you know it, the 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 fire uh, just dies out and you're right it's those little it's those little twigs you just got to keep throwing on the fire to keep things going yeah. and it doesn't have to be these grand things that we've we you know we've we've talked about this in past episodes sure and the thing is that I, I think it's an important point for our listeners because one can think oh my gosh how do you keep that passion going well we're not talking about your sex life here guys we're talking about your your enjoyment of the marriage itself, the enthusiasm you bring to it day to day in the little ways. They are frankly much easier to do than the grand gestures that of course one can do, you know, on anniversaries or Valentine's Day or whatever. But that isn't really what fuels the fire. Mm-mm. No, you're you no, you're absolutely right. And I love that these are the things these are the thing these are the tricks to success in in the marriage and they're and they're the easy things to do not the hard things to do which is kind of ironic right it is it is and i think it's it's wise having somebody like you know angela duckworth do her research and show us that you know when the the kid wins the national spelling bee and she can predict it through their level of grit she's not predicting it but predicting a one-time win grand slam lucky thing she's looking at what was the long haul? It was that day-to-day, one more word, get that one right. Okay, goofed up that one. Now tomorrow I'll get that one right. It's that kind of persistence. Mm-hmm. It makes me think about, too, the the whole 10,000-hour thing uh, yes. that you hear uh, repeated so often about mastering something. And and the thing, you know, and I've I've heard conflicting reports on it, but aside from that, one of the very interesting things about that that plays into this grit thing is it the 10,000 hour philosophy, uh, which essentially is in order to master something, you have to put 10,000 hours into it to become a master at it. Um, the thing that I love about that philosophy is you don't have to have talent. You just have to have right. grit, just perseverance, right. do it for 10,000 hours. And, uh, I, that's the, that's the part of it that I love. And of course there's going to be, you know, I'm not going to be able to jump like Michael Jordan. I get that, but that doesn't mean I can't improve the rest of my game through grit. And I think that's an, and quite frankly, you start putting 10,000 hours in anything. And unless you're a mindless robot, I I hesitate because robots aren't mindless anymore. (laughs) You know, unless totally mindless, you are going to improve. You can't help it. Yeah, exactly. You can't help it. Add to those 10,000 hours, and I think this is always implicit in the people that they study uh, with the 10,000 hour thing. If you add that, that enthusiasm for it, you know, it, it's not just Steve Jobs' uh, intelligence that got him out of the garage. It was the passion for what he was doing and the persistence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's true of anybody. So even, you're right, I think the 10,000 hours concept plugs into this one very nicely. Yeah, it's funny because specifically about the Steve Jobs thing, um, what's interesting is 
reading his biography, pretty much everybody in the biography will tell you he didn't have great computer skills. I mean, he was he was competent. Like, like I'm not going right. to pretend he wasn't, but he wasn't the he wasn't the brilliant programmer uh, that other people in Apple were. And he, I mean, he wasn't even. Uh, I mean, he acknowledged this, and so does Bill Gates. Like Bill Gates could program left and right around Steve Jobs, but that wasn't what made Jobs successful. You're right. It was right. his, it was his grit. It, and, and the interesting yeah. thing is you see it because he, uh, left Apple or was pushed out of Apple, started mm-hmm. another successful company and then started sure. another successful company. I mean, he repeatedly did that. And I bet if you look at the spelling bee champion, uh, who mm-hmm. demonstrated that grit? I'm pr- I'm pretty sure that you could probably follow that person's life and find success throughout it based on that same um, level of grit that he demonstrated for the spelling bee. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is a a, a fascinating topic uh, with like really interesting research, and so I I highly recommend anybody who is interested to 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 learning a little bit more about this to check out um, Angela Duckworth's TED Talk. And like I said, I will put a link up to that on our podcast page, hitchedmag.com. And there's a podcast link up at the top there. Uh, But uh, for, for now, I think this'll, I think this'll do it for us. Noel. Thank you. Thank you for bringing this one up. I like you come, you come up with a lot of these, most of these ideas, all of these ideas. And, uh, this one is really fascinating. So thank you for coming up with that and, uh, sharing your insight. I always appreciated. Totally my pleasure. Uh, before you guys go, I want to remind you that Noelle is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of many best-selling books. Uh, her most recent books are some business books. Um, one is Got a Bad Boss, Work That Boss to Get What You Want at Work. Uh, it is a Kindle book, which means you need to, uh, a Kindle reader, um, and you can download a Kindle reader app for pretty much any electronic device on the planet. Um, so check that out free. for free. Yes, for free. Thank you for pointing that out. Uh, another Kindle book is Make More Money by Making Your Employees Happy. Uh, these are fantastic reads, I promise you. Um, if you're more into uh, the relationship stuff, you're looking for something there, uh, be sure to check out her most recent one. is called Your Man is Wonderful. Uh, you can get all this information and much more at Noelle's website, noellenelson.com, which has been redesigned and looks great. Uh, you can follow Noelle on Twitter at Dr. Noelle Nelson. She is on Facebook, Google+. Um, of course, we are on all the social platforms, uh, Facebook, Pinterest, Google+, Twitter, Tumblr, um, even Instagram. Uh, so if you uh, are have any questions, want to reach out, want to connect, uh, let us know. Hit us up on the social networks. We uh, love to engage with you and appreciate any feedback that you can get. I actually, uh, just this last week, got um, got an interesting email about a podcast episode that was like, geez, like five years old. So, you know, I love that you guys are listening to um, not just the new stuff, but going back into the archives and listening to the old stuff. So uh, keep the letters coming, keep the questions coming, and we can revisit some of this stuff because obviously things have changed in the last five, six, seven, eight years. Um, 
But that for now, that will do it. So uh, one last time, thank you so much for your time, Noel. Uh, uh, it's always a pleasure, and I look forward to doing this again soon. Thank you, Steve. All right, that's going to do it. Take care, everybody. The world is ours Until next time, take care.